When Microsoft held their 20th anniversary celebration in November of 2021 to look back on 20 years of being in the console business, there were a couple of announcements that garnered attention. The most obvious one was announcing that Halo Infinite multiplayer would be available right away to mark the occasion, which would be a few weeks ahead of its anticipated release date. And the second one was that there was going to be a documentary detailing how Xbox came to fruition. Being able to take a peek behind the curtain is always fun and interesting, but expectations for the documentary were low. The assumption was that the film would be somewhere around 30 minutes or so, with some interviews spiced in. And upon release of Power On, the story of Xbox, my expectations were blown out of the water immediately when glancing at the sheer size of this documentary. Power On, the story of Xbox, is a six-part series with each part being around 40 minutes long for a total runtime of 240 minutes and 53 seconds, which means that it is over four hours long. The big question is should you spend your time watching it? This week on the Video Games Podcast. Putting the length into perspective, Power On has a longer running time than Gone with the Wind, Lawrence of Arabia, or using a somewhat more modern example, it's longer than Lord of the Rings Return of the King. And if you're an Xbox fan, a gamer, or even a fan of the history of modern technology, then chances are you will absolutely love this documentary and don't let the runtime scare you off as they are broken into six parts, all which fly by thanks to the excellent production from 10100. You could easily watch one or two of these a night, or you could, and I fully expect most people to binge this series. Power On! The Story of Xbox is available for free on YouTube, which is great because a lot of people are going to be able to access this fantastic documentary for free. But I think it's a little unfortunate that it also didn't go to another streaming service like Netflix to gain even more attention. 10100 is a Los Angeles-based production company that was founded in 2010 and according to IMDb, really only has one major documentary credit on their resume, which makes the level of quality of Power On even more impressive. I think the reason that you could binge this series easily is how it's constructed. Power On features an absurd amount of old footage that has likely never been seen by public outside of Microsoft mixed in with game footage, not just from Xbox, but from the whole industry mixed in with animation and interviews. There are some classic interviews woven in from people who likely said no to the documentary, but there are plenty of people who were interviewed just for this series who are some of the biggest names from the history of Microsoft and Xbox, including Seamus Blackley, Robbie Bach, Don Matrick, and of course, Phil Spencer. Power On also features interviews from outside of Microsoft, including former PlayStation president Jack Trenton, game developers, and game journalists. And it's the combination of all of these elements weaving in and out that keep the pace flowing and the content constantly interesting. However, even with the best editing, none of this would be interesting if the whole story of how Xbox came to be wasn't interesting in the first place. How did a software company most known for Windows get into the console business? As is key to any good show, leaving its hooks in you and making you want one more episode as each chapter ends on the perfect note, making you want to find out what happens next. 
The first chapter takes a look at what started out as four hardcore gamers who worked for Microsoft under the DirectX division and had a passion for gaming. And these four people were gamers who loved games and wanted to make games plain and simple. And thanks to working on the forefront of technology at the time with DirectX, they wanted to make hardware that was easy to develop for and was going to have the best games. These four people were in their mid-20s, and I think that explains a lot. I think had these people been any older, they might have had a bit more reservation and wouldn't have dreamed about entering the console marketplace. Now, there were also many other reasons that Microsoft decided to entertain this idea of building a game console, including the PlayStation 2, encroaching on their PC reign as they thought. Chapter 1 follows these four renegades as they try to get important people on board with their idea, which turned out to be much harder than expected. Microsoft was a software company, and that was what paid the bills. However, once enough passionate people were found that got behind the idea of a direct Xbox, it was then trying to convince Bill Gates that their pitch was the correct one, as they were also entertaining the idea from another team from Windows who thought that building something similar to what was already on the marketplace was the way to go. And then the way in which the team from DirectX won the pitch against the Windows team is quite epic. Once Microsoft figured out that they were going to be the ones building the console and not a company like NEC, Toshiba, or Dell, then the documentary looked at how the team figured out what components were going to be included, and most interesting was that Windows, as it was known, wasn't going to be included to the surprise of Bill Gates. Instead, the Xbox team had to steal the code for Windows so that they could make it work as a base for the gaming console in a more streamlined fashion. Once Xbox got the approval from the higher-ups, it was then on to prototyping the console in an office that was built in the parking garage and figuring out how to convince developers to make games for Xbox and how it would benefit these developers. Power On is a six-part series with almost four of these six chapters dedicated to the formation, the creation, and launch of the original Xbox, which included some of the successes and woes. Now, it's important that the documentary spend so much time on the earlier stages of Xbox because there were so many opportunities for things to not work and fall apart completely. Even the acquisition of Bungie, who would go on to make Halo Combat Evolve, the Xbox exclusive, was riddled with bugs and frame rate issues just months before its launch. Now, if it did launch in this state, there is a decent chance that Xbox doesn't exist today. Halo was a system seller. Halo got people into the Xbox ecosystem and created a worldwide phenomenon that would go on to smash entertainment launch records across all mediums. Now, it's very fitting that Halo Infinite seems to have brought the series full circle with fans and critics enamored with the game, both for its classic feel and modern approach to the series. The remaining chapters look at the 360 and how it broke ground initially, but eventually encountered one of the biggest hardware bugs of all time with the Red Ring of Death and what Microsoft did to try and stop the problem and eventually what the solution was to fix it. The final chapter looks at the missteps of the Xbox One and its bumbled launch messaging, from the forced inclusion of Xbox to the always connected to the higher price tag than the competition. All things that could have doomed the brand, but it's important to see how the company took their licks and rebounded over the next five years, rebuilding the brand under the leadership of Phil Spencer. 
Upon finishing Power On, one thing that resonated with me the most was how much respect Microsoft had earned the hard way over the years and how much Xbox has done for the gaming industry over the years. Without a doubt, Xbox has pushed the medium forward in so many ways that may seem like commonplace now, but were bold decisions made by the company. The decision to include a hard drive and a broadband Ethernet port on the original Xbox while other companies were still using dial-up and memory cards. The creation of Xbox Live that was boosted off of the starting line with the Xbox Live Starter Pack that included that one-ear headpiece that we all owned but wouldn't be seen dead using today with our 7.1 wireless noise-canceling headsets. The creation of achievements, the inclusion of Netflix on the 360 that made your gaming console also a streaming device. The Kinect, despite its failure due to the lack of hardcore games, was a technical masterpiece that found many uses outside of gaming and even most recently the Xbox Adaptive Controller that opens the world of gaming up to people with disabilities. It's easy to forget about these milestones as they pass one by one and become the standard, but when using hindsight, Microsoft has been pushing boundaries in gaming since even before the Xbox released in 2001. As a dedicated gamer and having owned an Xbox since November of 2001 and at least one Xbox every generation, it was a great nostalgic trip down memory lane. And above and beyond that, there were many things that were learned about each version of Xbox that likely aren't common knowledge. Power On is a no-stone-left-unturned documentary about how Xbox came to be and the highs and lows that were encountered over the years. Obviously, everything you remember about Xbox over the past 20 years is here, from the giant Duke controller, Halo Combat Evolved, Xbox Live, achievements to the Red Ring of Death, even the less successful ideas like the Wii Challenger known as the Kinect and how much Xbox One wanted to be an all-in-one entertainment box. Power On not only dives deep into all of these fantastic gaming memories, but it goes beyond the scenes with people putting their careers on the line, duct taping systems together, and crunching to get everything together at the very last minute many more times than you would imagine. Without getting into any spoilers of some of the very best and very worst Xbox moments before the console was ever created, Power On! The Story of Xbox is without a doubt a must-watch for any gamer and for sure a prerequisite for the Xbox fan. That's all for this week's episode of the Video Games Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, consider subscribing if you haven't already. And please remember to be nice to your fellow gamer, but more importantly, be nice to your fellow human. 